Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello guys and welcome to another episode of Access All Areas. I'm Bobby Norris and I'm joined by the lovely Brooke. How are you babes? Oh darling, darling. I'm all good Bobby. How are you? Really good, thank you, babe. Really good. Thank you for being my co-host this evening. Lovely to have you back. We always have a laugh. I was going to say it's always a pleasure, isn't it? It's always a good time when it's <laughs> us two. <laughs> we always have a right old giggle. What have you been up to since I spoke to you last? Oh, do you know what? Gosh, when did I speak to you last? It's been a while now, hasn't it? But oh, I've yeah. literally just been trying to get my house sorted. So basically during COVID, I moved back in with my mum because it took a toll on her. Like she was, you know, I was only when I was able to work from home. So I wanted to keep her company. And now things are opening up again, so I'm sort of like, deuces, <laughs> like I'm trying to <laughs> sort, get my house sorted, and it's just been a nightmare going to all these viewings, and just not, it's just so hard finding my first proper home, because I'm buying, I don't want to rent, so it's it's been tough, it's been tough, but how have you been? Yeah, I, I'm good, thank you, babe, so I'm all good, I, uh, I'm a little bit of a football convert now. I mean, it's it's not normally my bag, really. I always watch when it's kind of like a big game. You know, if it's like a World mm. Cup, or I think, I think you've kind of got to, do you know what I mean? You, you cheer on the country. And um, I kind of found myself getting really, really into it. And I'm just so, so proud that we, we got to the final and how well the boys done. Obviously, it, it wasn't the result we all would have liked. Um, but I, I just think what an incredible achievement to get to the final, kind of made history. And it's just so sad, kind of the aftermath of what's happening now. Oh, um, my God. It's been so bad, hasn't it? I, I just find it disgusting. Um, and I wish I could say I was shocked, really. But trolling so such a huge thing at the moment. Um, and it just it doesn't seem to be going anywhere anytime soon. Do you know what I mean? Have you, have you seen much of it? I've seen quite a few, you know, you see the poo head emojis, you see the monkey emojis, like, and all the things that Marcus Rashford has been posted, Sakar style. It's absolutely shocking. And you know what, despite all these campaigns, like Be Kind and, and all of that, despite all the things that's happened with, you know, the suicides and nothing's changed. I think people are still being, and you know, it's mad because some of these people are like teachers, and working in the NHS, and it's absolutely nuts that these, it, it's just nuts. I'm literally speechless when it comes to this whole, like, racial slurs and trolling and all of that. It's mental. And, and isn't it sad that it, it's such a big thing that we're almost becoming used to, to trolls, and there's not, still seems very little that anyone can do about it. it it's just, to, to me, it, it's just mind-blowing. Um, it's basically become like a norm and I know some people are doing a petition now um to have your ID linked to your social media account so that if you are caught trolling or whatever then obviously you'll face consequences people aren't a bit on the fence about that I feel like well if you've got nothing to hide what's the big deal like I I would be up for it because god knows I've had my fair share of trolling and I know you have as well you've been quite vocal about it haven't you yeah, definitely. And, and when I've spoke to MPs about three and a half years ago when I first started campaigning against trolling, I said that to them back then. There has to be some kind of identification um, when signing up for social media. And for those who mm -hmm. already have accounts now, an update where it has to be provided. Um, to, to me, like you say, that unless you've got anything to, to hide, why would you not? People need to be accountable. And it, there's just 100%. no space in, in today's society for racism, homophobia, or, or any form of trolling. Do you know what I mean? Body shaming. 100%. The, the umbrella of, of abuse that falls under, falls under it 
it, it's just so sad. And I think it kind of tarnishes the achievement that the boys mm-hmm. did get into where they did. They got to the final. Do you know what I mean? What a great team. And um, it, it, uh, yeah, it, it just kind of, it's sad. But again, as I always say, and, and I think it's always important to point out, there are far more positive and kinder people in the world and on social Absolutely. media than the, the minority and the small few that think it's okay to live under a rock and be that vile to people. Absolutely, absolutely. Another thing that's been pointed out is how Instagram can pick up when comments are made about COVID. And you know, then the little COVID guideline thing pops up at the bottom, yet you don't pick up the homophobic comments, you don't pick up the racist comments, you don't pick up the, it's a bit like, mm, they're, bit, they're picking and choosing what they want to flag up, but it's, it is what it is. It is what it is. So, something a little bit like, you know, I love my showbiz news, babes. Absolutely, absolutely. We live for it. Have you seen the video that Kylie posted a few days ago? With Stormy? With Stormy. So on her YouTube account, she's posted a two-part video and it's kind of like a behind-the-scenes talking about Kylie Cosmetics, Mm -hmm. the business, showing the office. She kind of gave like a little bit of an exclusive. I think Mm -hmm. it's exclusive because it's the first I've heard of it that Stormy is working on a secret project. Literally. Like a a brand. (laughs) No, I saw that. She's even trying to trademark Stormy now, isn't she? But (laughs) can I just say, they're all going to be end up working for Stormy. How old is Stormy now? Like, she she could just about walk. Like, it's shocking. How old is she? I think she's free. Do you know how nuts that is? I love it. I'm so here for it. A three-year-old is working on a secret brand. Um, I mean, only in the land of Jenner and Kardashian. I mean, the, the thing is as well, they're all such savvy businesswomen. And, and I do take my hat off to them. And I know they, can be, but they kind of do get knocked by some people and, and people go, oh, this, that and the other reality, famous for being famous. All that aside, they are very, very clever businesswomen. Do you know what I mean? Kylie, billionaire by the time she was 21. I mean... Do you know how nuts that is? It's it's just (laughs) incredible. And it seems Stormy might even beat her if she's working on her first brand at three years old. By the time she's five, Bobby, you know, (laughs) Jeff Jeff Bezos who? (laughs) Bill Gates who? (laughs) So no Kylie... I think when, when she was a lot smaller, I think she was only one or, or two, maybe, Stormy at the time, and Kylie had done a collab. You know, she does like these really famous collections where she mm-hmm. collabs with maybe it's family or, or influencers. And um, I did a, a Stormy collab, which kind of did lots of purples because purple's her favourite colour. She loves yes. butterflies. There was all yes. butterflies on the packaging. So, um, yeah, I, I'm intrigued to see what it's going to be. Um and now she's kind of dropped that little seed. I'm sure it won't be long t- till we find out. But I was just to about Kylie to say. Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to seeing this, like this secret brand thing. Like, hmm, what did it have up the seed this time? Kylie is, is taught her well. Little stories to be getting them coins. I mean, like, <laughs> I remember the days when I used to wait for a little bit of pocket money and then I'd go to the sweet shop, either buy a little magazine or buy some pick a mix. I mean, this is a whole, whole next level of pocket money. Le- Do you know what I mean? Le- <laughs> this is not even pocket money. This is like, <laughs> it ain't a pocket. You know what I'm saying? It's a little Birkin bag. Like, it's, it's a lot. Has <laughs> anything in showbiz news caught your eye the last few days, babes? Well, you've seen Maura and her beau go in public, mm. right? What are your thoughts on that? Because obviously there's been like, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Because the cap- it was the captions for me, buddy. It was the well, captions for me. I-, I think there had been a few little rumours and speculation mm-hmm. that um, 
more about and strictly Giovanni had been had started dating, um, but nothing had been confirmed. And you no. kind of always have to wait for the official Instagram. Do you know what I mean? Like that's, that's, that's when it's official, when it's on the ground. <laughs> once it's on the ground, and kind of people put it out there. That's when you know people are going, right, it is, it is what it is, and we are seeing each other. So once I saw that, I kind of thought, oh, do you know you know me? I love love, I love people being in love. Um, I mean, certainly a stunning couple. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, I, I just think it's yeah, I think it's really nice and um, re- yeah, really lovely. Gone onto the Instagram, confirmed it, and I wonder if we'll see her on Strictly anytime soon. I wonder how that would work. Can you dance? Could you be partnered up with your partner? I don't think that's ever been done. Uh, first time for everything, Bobby. First time is twenty twenty one. Anything could happen. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is true. So showbiz news as well. So it's all been going on. There's um, been rumours of Adele and Skepta. Have you? Seen I was it? just about to say a bit more dating rumours over here, but this is this one's not confirmed. But no. I'm so here for it, Adele and Skepta. But these rumours have been going back from ages, but now they're popping up again, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And uh, well, I wonder if we'll see Adele go Instagram uh, official uh, and post whether she she's seen him I, I just kind of I just think it's really really and I don't know what it is actually but I think when you two people in the public I kind of get together it it's there seems to be a fascination around it people know because I guess they've both got their fan bases and then when mm-hmm. when power couples collide but I, yeah. I'm absolutely here for it I think uh, I think they'd be great together hundred percent and obviously this comes right after her divorce when she insisted that she was single and then now, you know, her and Skepta have been spotted and all of that. I am I am here for it. Like, if they are, if we have a little, how, what would their name be? Oh. Skedel. Skedel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I am so here for Skedel. <laughs> they could end up collabing. Oh, no. I, could you imagine? That would be epic. That, that would be, yeah, it would, that would, that would break the internet. No. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of breaking the internet, back to I know we just spoke about her little sister earlier. Um, have you seen the the Chloe Kardashian stuff? I knew you were gonna bring this up. And oh, Bobby! Oh my god! So I'm gonna assume you're talking about Tristan commenting under what Lamar said on her picture that she posted. Yeah, what my god! Sorry, my god! The audacity! The nerve! <laughs> the cheek! <laughs> To be publicly cheating, and then she goes and gets one comment from her ex, and then he, nah, nah, he's I, got balls. I read that she's laughed about it, um, mm-hmm. so I kind of don't think she, from what I know, I don't think she's given it any attention. Um, but yeah, to, to me, it's it's a strange one because I think is is there is there a, um, a motive to it, or is it a little bit kind of that? Uh, you know you've lost something good and uh, you don't like you don't like someone commenting emojis yeah. on someone's on someone's you know, photo but you know knows? men I mean, and their pride men and, and their pride 21 we've seen jennifer and uh ben. get back together yeah, yeah. Oh, no. anything could happen anything could happen get back with uh, her ex-husband do you know what? I would not rule it out. But the way Chloe and Tristan are set up, it wouldn't surprise you if they never actually properly, properly broke up. 
like how many times have they broken up and gotten back together? It's just like it's like a broken record. But it would not surprise me if her and Lamar were to get back together either at all. They were married, so yeah. and I mean mm. that that's a bond and half, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, I get watch this that space. We um I'm sure we'll be seeing more about it as we do. And uh, yeah, we're here for it. Let's uh, let's see what happens over the next coming weeks. And Brooke, we are in for a belter of a show. I- I'm so excited. So our guest tonight—it's quite a camp one. We've got a couple of uh, drag race royalty. We've got the lovely Ginny Lemon. We've got also my friend and colleague who I've worked with in the past, Nadia Essex. And then earlier in the week, I did a little pre-record with the lovely Lawrence Cheney. So fab show. Absolutely amazing. Are you ready? I'm so ready, babe. Are you ready? <laughs> I was born ready, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. I think Jenny's in the waiting room. Hello. 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 Can you see me? Hello. <laughs> Absolutely can. <laughs> Hello, babe. Yeah, good, babe. How are you? Really good, thank you. Really good. Thank you for joining us this evening. Oh, no, thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here because I've put full makeup on for you today. Oh, I'm loving this. <laughs> we are so here for it. I've just seen myself, though. I look absolutely terrifying. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> what I think to pop up on your screen is like a horror film. How have you been? Oh, well, that's a good question. Uh, how have I been? What, just today or in life? J- j- yeah, j- <laughs> in life, today, last week. <laughs> Oh, last week was fabulous. Today is all right. And life is brilliant. Yeah. How are you? Really good, thank you. Really good. We was just saying this weather, crazy. Even is though it... it's it's just the weirdest thing. It's not hot, but then there seems to be no air in the air. Yeah. Literally. It's very hummus. Very hummus. Very close. Obviously, with the whole pandemic, so many things have had to to close and with all the lockdowns and stuff, including tours and stuff. Where where are you at Mm -hmm. with your tour now, babes? Well, I've been quite lucky, you see, because we have been doing some shows. It's not been um, huge capacities because we've had like half capacities and I've just finished a show with Bimini. So we did the the Jiminy Project, which was an amazing, an amazing show, which we've got a few more shows later on in the year. And um, it was good just to get a diverse, um, amazing queer performers, lots of amazing drag talent, drag kings, uh, those blessed with a vagina from birth, you know, just an amazing (laughs) play of talent. And it was good to kind of use our platforms in order to, um, you know, uh, you know, to take our mates uh, on tour with us and, and, and use that platform so they can use it too and get amazing drag out there. So it's been great, but it's also been weird because we're in this like bizarre, this bizarre um, COVID times when you can't touch or you can, and what, in a a couple of weeks we can spit in each other's mouths and Corona's gone away. So it's all all kind of, um, it's all very strange at the moment. Isn't life strange? It's just been the strangest year and isn't it? It really has. It really has. I just can't get over the fact that this whole pandemic, isolating, whatever, was supposed to be for three weeks. Guys, we're, we're closer to 2022 than we are to 2020. <laughs> like, it's, a, it's nuts. <laughs> Ridiculous. I think the worst thing about it is because this was the, well, you know, that was meant to be my big break. The, the, the thing, when we were filming Drag Race, we had to stop filming. So we were completely <sighs> isolated, you know, in, in our room, mm. not knowing anything. And then we get told that production's shutting down. So the first time I really hear about the coronavirus you know my mind was focused on drug race is is when i'm on you know 
on set. So I'm not saying that RuPaul is the visual embodiment of coronavirus, but you know. <laughs> I mean, the two of them showed up at the same time in my life, so. Yeah. So was, was you, I mean, I know the series was currently being filmed, but was you on set and, and then literally got told by production, we're, we're closing it down and everyone's going home? Well, officially, yes. <laughs> officially. For legal reasons, I can't say anymore. I've got to protect my own ass. Uh, <laughs> <company>. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, obviously, because breaking breaking history, the only queen ever to to self leave leave the competition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, good. It needs shaking up a little bit. I was there to make yeah. entertainment. I was there to make good telly. It was to make people laugh, make people meme about it, and you know, and in the consequence, I also you know, won over a couple of people's hearts. So that's amazing. I only went in there to, to to break the binary, to be myself and to fuck it up. I mean, it was getting so boring. And I just, <laughs> you know, it needed to be shaken up and stirred on its mm-hmm. ass. And that was part of my job as a drag performer to do. And I, mm-hmm. I think it's important that that show is the main platform for drag, hands down. So it's so good now that we're seeing a diversity of the people and type of performers coming onto the show. It's taken itself a little while, but you know, mm-hmm. it's letting all of us on now, which I think is absolutely amazing. So good good for them. And thank you, Babs, for giving me a platform. <laughs> so, so did you know, babe, that you was gonna self-eliminate when when you got to the bottom two and you was up against your best friend? God, no. She's not my best friend. God, don't, don't make up lies. <laughs> <laughs> that bitch. No, I love her. I love Pip, I love Lover, I love Pip. It's a real name, she'll hate me for saying that. Um, oh. no, I, I had no idea. There was Listen, there was lots of mysterious things going on in the background that mm. I didn't talk about for legal reasons. No. So, um, oh, cool. you know, I made the, I, made the <laughs> I wanted to make right there and then I always go with my gut instincts. I always go with my chakras. If my chakras mm-hmm. are they're not mm-hmm. that place, you know? And the, the moment I stopped having fun was the moment I kind of, you know, was that moment. So I walked off and had some fun and it was hilarious. I still laugh about it now. I think it was so funny because people were so shocked. And I go, darling, it's just television. Of course, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Ginny, obviously you said you went to shake things up, to fuck shit up, to do all of that, which you did. Uh, but why did you think it was getting boring? As in there was such a way, like a, such a generic form of drag that was kind of being represented on that show and Mm -hmm. it it was basically you know hip pads tits contour this and that going for a very hyper feminine female illusion which is you know frankly quite outdated in 2021 like Mm -hmm. quite misogynistic so I wanted to kind of break those boundaries and see a huger representation of drag and I just didn't want to see these kind of cookie cutter drag queens that I was seeing you know I wanted (laughs) to see some queer art not just people Mm -hmm prancing around and having a laugh I mean that's all great and well done but there are some truly talented performers out there who haven't got that platform and Mm -hmm. as queer people what what else do we have apart from drag race to cling on to and and to to kind of perform with you know what what Mm. what do we have how did you find the reaction from the public on on social media obviously being thrown into such a huge show and Mm -hmm. at at that time as well where everyone was kind of just binging and spending 23 hours a day on netflix (laughs) it was it was hugely watched um how how was social media for you oh i i had a breeze i had a lovely (laughs) 
I mean, I was, you know, I'm quite a hard nut as well, but I'm also, you know, like a crab, I suppose, hard on the outside and tender in the center. Mm, delicious, <laughs> ballot, but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, for me, I, I had a, such a, a huge positive reaction because of my chat with Bimini and being so open about being non-binary and talking about my kind of queerness and, mm-hmm. and just being myself, really, you know, fucking the system and living my life and trying to get the best out of this world and hustling. Um, and you know, just doing the best I could. So I've had such a positive. Obviously, there was a couple of dickheads out there, but there's. It's just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's like they're unavoidable. And if I'm going to put myself they on are. the main platform, then I'm going to have to expect mm. it. But you know, luckily, I'm a bit of a troll at heart myself. So um, any trolling, I just took with a pinch of salt. And I was like, well, good for them. You know, if they they felt the need to wake up that day and say such horrible things, then really, it's a reflection on them and not me. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. What was your thoughts on trolls? Do you, do you think, because I, I can never truly understand why people do it. Do you think it's coming from that they've had a bad day or, because I'm a big believer hurt, <laughs> hurt people. Hurt. It must be a really bad day, Bobby, to go and, you know, give someone death threats or what. It must be a really bad day. <laughs> I, I just do not understand it. And I try so Neither. hard to get my head around it. I, I always come back to the conclusion that hurt people hurt people. And I almost feel mm-hmm. I have to pity them in some way because yeah. they must be going through something so terrible to want to inflict that much hurt. Onto someone else. On someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's there's just an element of sadness there, really. And I think in the in the day and age of the internet, um, you, people could just get away with so much bullshit. Um, yeah. And you know, you've just got to learn to kind of look for the good and look for the positive. And then also, social media isn't the be all and end all. You can log off. Like you can just <laughs> your phone for a couple of weeks and be like, Do you know what? That's stressing me out. I don't really care that my cousin's had a roast dinner or that my mate's got a new outfit that I can't afford, you know. Turn all that shit off, log off, go to the seaside, go look, go to the canal, go to some water, you know, have a little look at nature and have a lovely time. Like, if that shit's getting to you, then log off. Like, I you have that power as well. Like, you have that power. We can, we feed this social media addiction, but we can just go, do you know what? And even if we think that social media is important enough to go... Hey everyone, I'm just logging off for a few days because a bit of self love. You know, if you're if you think that people want to hear that bullshit as well, then do it. <laughs> Everyone's so nobody ever cares, do they? <laughs> no, and then they're on two days later when they've deleted that one. So whatever, turn it off. You know, just turn it off. You can't afford anything. Stop, go, stop bloody relying on Klarna and go out and you know. Go take a shit in the woods. That's free. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think it's important to, to have like little uh, digital detoxes and, and to kind of just step away f- from from social media. Um, mm. And even you know what I recommend people would do. Do you know what I recommend people? Do? What's that, babes? I recommend people should come along to my show at the Garrick Theatre <laughs> on the twenty seventh of July in London at the West End in London. With me, Ginny Pig Lemon, at the West End. So log off from your phones, put them in the shredder, put them in the bin, and come see me in London at the Garrick Theatre on the 27th of July. But I'm sure people would be so excited to see you that they'd have to post that on socials, though, Ginny. Let's be honest, like, there's no way. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, before you throw your phones in the bin, share that on social media. (laughs) (laughs) What can people expect from the show, babe? 
Oh, from my show? What I could expect yeah. is a taste of what I'm working on at the moment, a kind of taste of where life has taken me. I mean, before the show, I was working on a project called Tonic, which was Arts Council funded and really about um, working class, queer, disabled, all the labels, non-binary, all of that, and how kind of that has all influenced me and my art. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of working on that as an ongoing project. So it's going to be a little taste of that. And also, I'd like to share some stories, you know, share some stories as always, and uh, weave some magical tales and hopefully incorporate a lot of live music in there. And again, having some fabulous artists with me, Majit Bardot, uh, Why She Black. It's going to be an amazing show. And at the moment, I just feel like I'm... I kind of I've done that and the stress of of drag race and corona and everything now I'm just being like I'm just going to try and chill me beans go with the flow and Mm -hmm. not try not to worry too much because I've just I worry so much all the time it's the anxiety you know you haven't got to get nervous if you you stay nervous that's anxiety for you Mm. so I'm just trying to chill and do my thing and and I have a brilliant time and see what comes my way I don't want to make too many plans of course could, could you ever see more telly in the future oh well there is more telly coming darling of course you know i'm always a working <laughs> professional i'll be coming up in a, a few shows in, in a couple of months which i can't talk about obviously for legal reasons but i can say it's two people from um uh, from the west midlands two icons of the west midlands finally joining together um, so I'm very Ooh. excited for that project uh, coming out, I think, probably August, September time. Ooh. Um, so keep your ears keep your ears open and your, and your brows. We'll keep an eye on social media when we're not digital detoxing. Exactly. When we get the phone yeah. out of the bin. Well, yeah, really, uh... exactly. And <laughs> shitting in the woods, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll just be on the telly instead. Um, so, yeah, I'm doing that and... Oh, yeah, I'm just doing that now. Just doing anything. <laughs> I was trying to earn the money, you know. I'm, I'm get secure all the bags. Get your coins, honey. Exactly. That's what I'm doing. I'm saving. I'm hustling. All I'm trying to do is, you know, I'll, I'll always be that council house kid in my head. So, like, I'm just yeah. trying to trying to not go back to the council house in my head and strive <laughs> for, you know, not like there's any shame, but I'm a working bitch. I want to make that money. And I, and Absolutely. I, want, I want a hot tub. That's what I want, a hot tub. Always good Amazing. to, yeah, have what you want in your mind's eye. Take yeah. to work towards. Exactly. If I get that hot tub, then I know I've made it. People are like, oh, Ginny, you've made it. I was like, no, I haven't got hot tub yet. I ain't got <laughs> <me> hot tub. <laughs> I have, yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us, Bose. It's lovely to speak to you. Oh, you too. Thank, thank you. you for having me. You're welcome. Take, Take all care. this makeup off now. <laughs> yeah. Bless you. Well, you stay safe, won't you? And best of luck for the tour. Oh, thank you. <laughs> best thank of you. luck, Ginny. Take bye. care. Bye. Keep it slicing. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye. Bye, bye. Bye. Uh, what an absolute darling. <laughs> <laughs> I think Nadia Essex is in the waiting room. Let's get her in. Go straight into the next one, babes. Let go. Let go. Bobby? Are you there, babes? Hi. I can't see. Oh, I can now. There she is. <laughs> How have you been, Nods? Yeah, good. How are you? Really good, thank you. Really good. Oh, I feel like I've not seen you forever. Well, there's so many people we've not seen forever after the last year and a half. Right, darling. It has been a long year and a half, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How's the little man? 
Yeah, he's good. He's upstairs. Fran, do you know what? He, I'm like, I'm here with, you know, Fran Parman. Yeah. Yeah, she's upstairs. Is she there? Yeah, she's uh. there. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been up to? Been keeping busy, I see. Writing uh, a book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I don't even know how I did it. I wrote a book with a baby in lockdown. Um, but yeah, it's a hundred. woman. I know, right? We're doing it for our son. <laughs> Uh, one tips for dating after a pandemic. I'm gonna need that sis because <laughs> my love life pre-COVID, post-COVID, it's just been car crash. So I'm gonna need that book. I'm gonna need a copy. <laughs> Honey, I'll send you a copy. Just tell me where to send it. I'll send you a copy. Like, it's just, do you know the thing is, is that obviously during lockdown, like nobody needs dating advice because no one was dating. And then as, when Boris announced the roadmap of like opening mm. up, all of a sudden I just got like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of messages of people being like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, I was almost copy and pasting like, okay, well, here's what to do and da, da, da. And I mm. thought, you know what, let me just write, just put it all in one place and people can have it as like a little mini like go-to guide of like what to do when you're dating. It's such a good idea, because obviously, like you say, with restaurants and bars and everything being closed in the, the, the start of the pandemic, mm. you couldn't date. Um, and then some people were doing Zoom dating, which for me, because I, I had the breakup in a pandemic as well. It's all yeah. gone down in lockdowns. But um, I just didn't like the thought of me, of doing a Zoom date for some no. reason. To sitting at a dining table, having a steak and chips on my own, looking at a Zoom whilst dating. So I think when you're dating, you kind of have to feel a chemistry. You 100%. You don't know. We're not robots. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> Honestly. So what are, what are your tips now? So now the world is getting getting better. Things are opening up. And from the 19th, so from next week, things things are going to be a, a lot better still. Um, dating, what, what's the situation now? Well, it's... It's gotten really difficult because mm. now there's dating before COVID, as you know, darling, was hard. And now it's even harder because it's like, do you wear a mask? Do you social distance? Do you go in for a hug? Like, what is the etiquette? And so everyone's mm -hmm. really scared of, of how to interact with other humans, let alone a date. So I think, like, if you, if you on a date are adamant that you'd like to wear a mask and mm -hmm. you end up on a date with a COVID denier, let's be honest, you're not gonna, you're not compatible. No. It's not gonna work. No. So talk about your, that. yeah, talk about your COVID boundaries up front, what you feel comfortable with and what you think your expectations are. But then the next mm. tip is, on the date, do not talk about COVID. <laughs> going to be basically impossible though isn't it because it's literally like a huge chunk of your life <laughs> like no but it's awful because it's so divisive we live in a world where covid has now become really divisive do you yeah. have you had the jab do you have <gasps> the jab what do you think about the jab do you think covid is this do you think what what do you but it's so it's the new brexit and yeah definitely. It, it's just it's just too divisive that and people have very strong opinions on the whole situation. Have we handled mm -hmm. it correctly? Have we not handled it correctly? What people think of the government, the response, the NHS, the, again, the vaccines. It's, it's such a 
politically, but also like emotionally aggravated subject. Subject, that on the yeah. trying, if you can, don't talk about it. But you know, talk about the weather. We're British. This is what we do. <laughs> so obviously, I don't. We've worked together a few times, and um, when we first worked together, you was my guru for trying to help me in my dating life. What would you say is like for the for a first date? What's the what's the go to kind of questions? What are the taboos like? Because I, I still think we're in a situation where we don't really know what what we should be doing on first dates. What's okay to ask? What's not okay? Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, first, thing, I mean, obviously, plug by my book. I was gonna say, girl. <laughs> Of course, like, uh, no, and genuinely it will help. But I think, I genuinely think that a first date has to be, it's not an interview. So we can't, like, I don't, I don't want to ask, for me on a first date, I wouldn't ask like, so do you, do you want to get married? Do you want to, how many kids do you want? Like, where do you want to live? What do you want to do? What's your goals, careers, aspects and things like that? Because you know what? All of those things will come at some point. So for me on a first day, I'm I'm more of like, let's have fun. I like to ask more like stupid, silly questions. Like, okay, who would win between like a silverback gorilla and a great white shark if it was on that? <laughs> you know, it's and, light, and hear, it's airy. Right? It's and just, and hear yeah. the, and, and just get a conversation going of something really silly because then yeah. you find out a lot, like, uh, you know, one of my, one of my go-to questions is, if you found out you won the lottery, what's the very first thing you would buy? Oh, good question. Bob's what's my house. <laughs> my house. <laughs> yeah. Pro- no, 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 honey, Brooke, think about it. The very, very first thing. There's no way you wouldn't spend a penny of that money on the lottery before you bought your house. That's true. Do you know, I would probably, you know, I love my food, don't I? I think I'd have to. Oh, that's it would true. Food. That's true. Or a flight, honey. A flight somewhere far, far away. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. See, this is how you see. This is how you get into them. Like people go straight for oh, a holiday, a house, this, that, and that. And it's like, no, no, no. The very, very first thing. Yeah. Like before- so, same for me. I'd probably like. Oh, I'd be like. Anyone free, let's just go to Nobu and stuff our faces. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so true. Uh, it's all about the food for me. All about the food. No, I That's why I've ask... got about five chins. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you, babes, how was dating for you? Obviously, without the Panny D, because it's, it's been a terrible year and a half and nothing's been open, let's have it right. But as a, as a mum now, has dating changed for you? Yes and no. I mean, obviously, like I, the way I dated before was I dated with intention anyway. So mm-hmm. I never dated for the sake of dating. I dated because, okay, we have, well, I met you, we have chemistry. I think there could be something here. So therefore, let's take it further and go on a date and see if we can explore this chemistry. Like mm-hmm. I never really, in the last decade, I've never really dated for the sake of dating. Of dating. Mm. Yeah, um, but obviously it's hard, you know, it's harder now because I think uh, two things I think is harder. One, I think, you know, aesthetically, I feel I have lots of body insecurity. And so I, I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, I'm not quite happy with what I see. And I'm working really hard on mm-hmm. 
being happier with what I see in the mirror. And I'm mm-hmm. following loads of like body positive people on, on Instagram. And I'm trying to consume a lot of body positive content because I'm just so, because I, I literally, I'm so used, I'm, I, because I'm bigger than I usually am, my brain is designed to be like, look in the mirror, you're fat, you're ugly, you hate yourself. Like that's my mm-hmm. go-to thoughts. And so I'm trying really hard to like give myself a bit of a break and be like, okay, I'm not where I want to be, but also it's, that's okay. Yeah. 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 Do you know, it doesn't help. It's hard hard to date when you're not feeling your like fabulous, sexy self. It's hard to date when you feel like a fat, ugly fat. It's it's hard, Mm. but I'm trying to counteract it because ultimately it's like, this is what I look like. And it's not, you know, a crime or terrible. And so I just, I kind of have to get over myself and then hopefully we can all, everyone around me can get over it too. <laughs> <laughs> What's this I see? You've been banned from Tinder. <gasps> and Hinge. And Hinge. Why have you been banned from Tinder and Hinge? I, honestly, Bob's, I do not know. Permanently banned. They don't tell you why. I just oh. literally got a message one day. I logged onto Tinder and got a message pop up being like, you have been permanently banned. And I was like, um, mortified. Do you know and what? Then... I think it's because people think you're fake. As in, not you. Uh, they think you're a yeah. fake profile. Catfish, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I came a bit wrong. <laughs> no, no, totally. No, what, what the <laughs> thing is, so, and Hinge did the same thing. And so I, mm. both, I sent them both emails to their support, you know, networks. Being yeah. Like, I can verify, like, I'm happy to, like, verify that I am who I say I am. I didn't even bother getting your reply. Oh. I was like, oh, that's rude. And and to be fair, I mean, you know, there's lots of dating apps, but they really were the two that were, like, the main, main ones. ones. Yeah. And then we recently joined Bumble, and I probably shouldn't name it. There are plenty of other dating apps, blah, blah, blah. But I recently joined Bumble, and this is how I know dating apps aren't for me. I've been on Bumble for a month. Not one person's asked me out. And I've matched with plenty. See, because I don't like Bumble because it's about girls making the first move and yeah. call me old fashioned. I don't give a fuck. I think the guy should. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's I'm awful. I can't stand it's it. It's awful. I hate Bumble. I never, I'm not on it. I'm, I, I was against the idea from the beginning that I heard it. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. I hate it. It's not for me. And then everyone was like, post lockdown, come on, it's the best one. You've been banned from Hinge and Tinder. You might as well pick that. <laughs> you know, the, the slim pickings, darling. Beggars yeah. can't be choosers. Running out of apps. Right? <laughs> so I joined Bumble and I was like, okay, yeah. So Matt could literally, I think I've probably matched with like 30 guys. Mm-hmm. Not one of them has asked me out. But I still get the morning, hun. How's your day going so far? And I'm like, Oh, kill me now. Have you shown your DMs? You've probably got a few asking you out of your DMs. <laughs> no, nothing. What's nothing. Your... <laughs> What's and let me tell you, it's not, it's, and let me tell you one minute. It's not me, honey. It's definitely them. Oh, it's facts, true. honey. Preach. <laughs> I know that's right. Say it. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Nadia. Before you go, what's your book called and where can people find it? Yes. Thank you, darlings. I've loved this interview. Thank you very much. Um, (laughs) It's called 101 Tips for Dating After a Pandemic. 
It's on Amazon and Kindle right now. Amazing, amazing. Looking forward to it. Oh, thank you so much, Nora. I'll send you a copy, literally. Babe, I'm about to be in your DMs, like, girl, you got some more (laughs) advice because I'm doing everything wrong. (laughs) I've got you, babe. Got to be a bit of bedtime reading for us all. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, take care. Love Bye, you now. guys. Thank Bye. you. Bye, Nadia. Bye. What a cutie. <laughs> There's so many things that I haven't taken into consideration, but like Nadia says, there's the what's people's views on the on the mask. Like, yeah, it's hard enough as it is, but now things it, are easing up and getting back to normal next week. Mm-hmm. Gosh, it's, a, it's another can of worms and another conundrum to add to, to it before. It, it really is. It really is. And I feel like sometimes it's so sad because just because you see someone and they might be your type, you're not necessarily theirs. But then when yeah. you are, oh, I think it's a beautiful connection. It's just it's just right, isn't it? Like... Yeah. <laughs> there, there is something you, you can't beat when a date goes well. You, when you get that chemistry, you have that lovely day or that lovely evening together. You have a lot of butterflies. Like, yeah, the butterflies. Oh. oh, when's the last time you had butterflies, Bobby? Oh gosh, don't know. It's just moths at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that have been frightening. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, what a fab show. Do you know what? And what? we've still got my little pre-record to play out. Yes, we do. Yes, oh, we do. What um, can we expect? Oh my god, it was another fab chat. So more uh, drag race royalty. I spoke to the lovely Lawrence Cheney, and uh, it's coming up now. Have a listen. Hi, hi, babes. How are you, my love? I'm good. I'm good. You have no idea how big a fan I am of you. You have no idea, Bobby. Oh, Such really? a huge fan. Yeah, I'm obsessed. Oh, obsessed. bless you. Thank you so <laughs> much. I'm so grateful that you've agreed to have this little chat with me. Yeah, of course. Listen, what else am I doing at half ten in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> so first, I want to ask, how are you? I know you tested positive for COVID a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I, you know, it's it's wild because I, I think, like everyone else, I've been doing my bit. You wear your mask, you do, you know, what you need to do, social distancing, following the rules. And the fact that it got me anyway... It really struck me. I was like, wow, this is real. This can happen to anyone. It is happening to anyone. So um, I'm just happy that I've recovered. I'm healthy now. Um, But I I mean, what a great time to talk about self-love and positivity than now after recovering from COVID, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. It's... um... It's just madness that the whole virus, isn't it, and how it affects people so differently. And um, I'm so glad to hear that you're you're feeling better, though, babe. I know. Listen, thank God, because what upsets me is how, like you said, it affects people so differently. Some people have no symptoms. Some people are fine. Some people are hospitalised. I mean, it is crazy. It is crazy, but I'm very lucky. Quite bad. No, I was very mild, so it was it was not bad Good. at all. I mean, saying that, I mean, I was... It knocks you for six because you can feel your body fighting something off. But, mm. you know, I, I, I'm i just glad it wasn't too bad. Oh, good. Babes, so you mentioned it. Let's talk about your campaign. I've just been reading through it. It sounds amazing. It's right up my street. I think it's a fabulous idea. It's, it's really fun. So, obviously, I've 
you know, me and Tia from Drag Race, uh, we've teamed up with Body Shop, um, mm. and it's all because of Body Shop's Pride campaign, all based around self-love. And Body Shop's recently teamed up with Mind Out, which is a LGBT organisation, kind of, you know, made by LGBT plus people, you know, to look after mental health awareness and really kind of pass that message of self-love and support to, to people in our community. So it's it's come at the right time, I think, because you know we've all been locked down, prides have been cancelled, we've seen increased violence to LGBT plus people. So I, I think now more than ever, we need to practice self-love. Oh my God, absolutely, I couldn't agree more. And when you see the statistics written down, it's just terrifying and it's so heartbreaking, isn't it, that we're here in 2021 and we've still got 46% of the community considering themselves to be a failure compared to 25% of heterosexual people. Yeah, wild. 40% of LGBTQIA plus people struggle with self-love as well, something that is you know for some people I'm sure comes so naturally but it's it's so sad that um you know it's 2021 and we still need to talk about this we still you know it's so sad that we still need to have pride marches and pride parades because we all should be equal but you know we're not that's the struggle and like you say there's still things going on around the world I read a story I think just yesterday or the other day about some poor guy um in Spain, mm, in the guy Spain. in Spain, yeah, wild, beaten by 12 um, uh, cishet men, uh, beaten to death, it's wild, wild yeah, to just, me that these things are still happening. Just, like, just, it's just such wastes of life, like, how far, what do we need to do for people to get the acceptance, to just let people love who they want to love, to me, it's heartbreaking for anyone to be... It, even the the name calling and the things down the street. I'm not sure if you've ever experienced it, but I've oh, even yes. recently oh, yes. I've had someone drive past in, in a white van a few months back, open the window and shouting out homophobic slurs, and you think, God, it's just in a pandemic and all the things the world are going through, and you're really that bothered about me walking down the street that you, you want to call me. The, the, the most horrendous names it to me it's just like it, it boggles my mind to it me really I think the pandemic's been a real struggle for you know our community because I think because we've all you know everyone has been locked up in their houses we've lost that sense of community both you know in our communities obviously but also straight people heterosexual people are back in that mindset of they only know what their their mum, dad, gran and sister, that's all they know. So I think everyone coming back out of lockdown now, they're shocked again to see trans people, gay people, drag queens. They're, that's a shock again. And it's wild because I thought we were, you know, getting a lot of progress. Um, but but I think we've still got a long way to go, you know. Absolutely. And, and I definitely think back, for, I mean, I'm 34. I feel like in the years from my kind of teens to now, I think we've made so much progress in so many ways, which is mm. amazing. Um, but there's no denying that we've still got a way to go. And um, yeah. you mentioned Pride. I'm really hoping London goes ahead. I know Brighton have cancelled this year, unfortunately. Um, 
still as, as they all did last year, didn't they? Obviously, because of the pandemic. But it's such a special and a lovely day for, for people to all come together. And yeah. um, even more so now, more than ever, after the last 15 months. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing as well that, you you know, the body shop and even me, something I practice, you know, especially during lockdown, acts of self-love to yourself are really, really important. And it's all, it's different to each other. You you and me will have different ideas of what self-love will be and what will make us love ourselves more. Sometimes it's about looking in the mirror and just saying that you're valid, you're worth this life sometimes it's about looking in the mirror saying you look good today sometimes it's about listening to your favorite music you know so it's it's really a time to kind of disassociate from the the madness of the world and just kind of love yourself and take time to to really appreciate who you are and what you are as a person and i think people need to do that more which is why i'm so glad you know body shop of you know help me uh, spread this message you know absolutely and i think that we're coming as far as we have and looking at where we are now we really need to turn a corner soon because mental health is just through the rise through every community but when oh, yeah. you see the figures for our community, it's sort of is it one and a half times more likely to develop depression and anxiety. Like, and the, the statistics for just generally getting mental health at the moment after a year and a half of lockdowns is terrible. That on top of it, it, it becomes really terrifying. Yeah. It's, it's sad because, you know, I... I think there's something for everyone to take away from here you know whether you're uh, trans gay straight you, you know and I think it's we've all been in this whole thing together and there mm. should be a shared sense of togetherness with this we've all been locked up we've all not been able to see our grands our mums and stuff so I, I think in a world where we are so different we should appreciate those things that do make us different but also those things that connect us as well there should be a bit more of a sense of community and that the, you know people should um learn to to kind of appreciate those things that bring us together especially after not having any connection with anyone for a year and a half in lockdown you know absolutely well hats off to you and Tia for, for this body shop campaign because like I say I just think it's amazing to just shed a lot I watched that three minute video that's up on YouTube as well and I just think it, it's so uh, emotive and, and, and such a great thing for people to just acknowledge that it just to take a couple of minutes out of their day to kind of have that bit of self-love and not be so hard on ourselves it's so much easier said than done let's face it everyone it is. It everyone is. can be it. hard on themselves but uh, it's important to not be because life can be hard enough yeah absolutely we need to be nicer to ourselves <laughs> absolutely talking of nice i'm always interested um in what people in the public eye go through on their social media. I've been very open for the last three, three and a half years since starting my campaign with Parliament to kind of put an end to trolling. Do you ever experience anything like that, babe? Yeah, I, I um, it was weird to me because before being on Drag Race, obviously, you know, one Drag Race, which is amazing. So, you know, career-wise, it's lovely. But um, 
before being on Drag Race, I was just a drag queen in Glasgow. The only thing I experienced was a few drag queens being, you know, shady and making a few remarks and whatever, which I always found really funny. But suddenly, you know, you're put into this world where everyone's got an opinion on you. I remember mm. I got death threats for for the way you would say something in a certain tone, you know, on TV. It is wild to me how, um, because you have an argument with someone or if you disagree with someone's point on TV about drag, which is about wigs, makeup, uh, you know, and padding and, you know, corsets and stuff, that that's, you should die. I mean, it is wild to me. So... Uh, again, I, I know you've gone through so much, you, you know, online, uh, and I'm so glad that you've raised awareness to the fact that it's like, why is trolling a thing? Hello, what is going on? And it seems to be rife everywhere. I think it's a reality TV thing, actually. People think because we are seen as quote-unquote normal human beings, which we are, obviously, but people think they, they have that, ownership over you the way that in a different way from people at like Angelina Jolie and stuff like that who are playing a character but it's mm -hmm. there's a lot of separation I, I don't know about you but I'm I'm a, a drag queen so I'm a persona on, on television it's not I don't walk about my house you know doing the <laughs> cleaning and cooking and drag you know it's wild to me yeah, and I think people look at people on TV as caricatures, and I think they don't actually realise that away from TV or whatever form of media you might know them from, yeah, that they are, they go home, they're a real, just a real person. They put the key in the door, they watch the telly, they cook the dinner, like you say, do you know what I mean? They get the window out and, and, and clean it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and to me, it's just, it's wild that um, people, I think people just feel brave behind a screen, whether that's their phone or their their, their iPad or their, their laptop, because I generally don't believe nine out of ten of them would ever say anything like that on the central line or if they bumped into you in a high street. They'd never turn around and go, I'm going to do this or I think this. It just doesn't happen. Um, and, and I think that's because there's a lot of... Um, well, everyone's anonymous online. They, these are accounts where they're just eggs or they're clearly yeah. fake profiles. Yeah. Um, they, they're not held accountable for, for what they say. Um <laughs> And I'm big enough and old enough and ugly enough. I, I can kind of, I'm not going to lose my sleep. When I put my head on the pillow, I'm, I'm all right. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. I'm always very conscious. I think 14-year-old Bobby would struggle tremendously with... Well, that, that's the, that's the problem is I hate when people say to me, they say, just ignore it. And it's like, you don't get it. I understand, uh, you know, so you, if you take it on a case-by-case basis, even if I'm able to ignore it, why is this a thing? Mm. Why do, um, what, a 14-year-old that's on a CBBS show or something, why do they need to put up with being cyberbullied and attacked online? And it is just weird. Even verification on, you know, Instagram and things like that. People should have you know, there should be a bit of a process to people getting accounts. 
you know, so that you do know who the owner of the account is and they don't have seven other accounts that are anonymous and trolling accounts, you know, that there needs to be a bit of policing on that front. Absolutely. When I spoke to Parliament, I think it was in the first lockdown, I had another, like just a Zoom thing, obviously, because we was in the, the midst of a lockdown, I couldn't go back into Parliament. But I was like, look, if I go to a supermarket and I want a club card or a nectar card, I give more information to a supermarket yeah. <laughs> to get points on my bread and milk than I do to go onto the internet like, and yeah. have social media and speak to anyone around the world. So to me, that thanks not telling up. What, why are we giving more to, to supermarkets than we are to yeah. social media? It but, is uh, crazy. I, I think they are definitely sitting up and listening because, I mean, I'm, I'm no psychologist, but I believe the rise in mental health and the growth of social media, I think there's got to be some kind of connection where people compare their lives on, say, Instagram to other people. They feel like they're not as good as someone or they've not got the ideal life that someone looks like. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, let's face it, pe people are only putting their their, their best stuff up. Like, yes, their best bits. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's like a self edited kind of um, home movie, so to speak, isn't it? Yeah. People are like, very very few people uh, are quite open enough to put a, a photo of them feeling down or to to open up it, and that's their prerogative. Um, and that's why I'm always very conscious of my Instagram that I kind of do both. Um, but that's not to say everyone does, and I don't judge people that do do that. They're perfect photos and they're filtered photos. But I just think it's really important for people to take social media, sometimes with a pinch of salt, and think, like, this is someone's... This is like the, the photos you would show someone back in the day. But, oh, oh, these are my favourite photos. Do you yes, know what I mean? It's yeah, the holiday snaps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to ask you, obviously, you won Drag Race. You was incredible. Yes. It's been Stop announced it. already. Serious, serious free coming. Can you believe that already? I am so excited. See, this is the thing. Drag Race is my favourite show. So... You know, so many people complain on social media again, you know, they say that you know, there's too many seasons and it's like, well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to be sat down watching it, seeing who's going to replace me as the current <laughs> reigning queen. Um, I'm so excited for it. I mean, th that's been something that's got me through lockdown, obviously, has been Drag Race and, and I know it's gotten so many other people through it. So I'm just excited. Oh, me too. Me too, babes. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been a pleasure to speak with you, my love. Thank you so much, Bobby. Honestly, I'm such a huge fan and it means so much to me that we're able to have this time together. Oh, <laughs> ditto, babe, ditto. And when prides and things start opening up, I, I, hear, I hope that I uh, get to see you soon. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You won't be able to get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my love. Well, you stay safe. Take care. Will do, babes. Bye. Bye, babe. Oh, Bobby, that was such a lovely, lovely chat. <laughs> oh, I it really that. was. Lovely to, to catch up with Lawrence. Oh, what a fab show. Thank you for, for joining me, Brooke. I always love it when you come in there. Uh, it's me. always a good time, Bobby, when it's us two, isn't it? Let's be honest. Oh, like... <laughs> You've got much planned for the rest of the week, my love. I am uh, working, house hunting. And trying to get my ass back in the gym because Lord have mercy, I've been in, I've been eating out a bit too much this week, so time to get on that treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes How it's just got to be done. You've got to love a little eat out. It does. So, yeah, gym. Want to um, get back in there, train a little bit. I uh, haven't felt 
the best. So I uh, haven't trained for mm-hmm. a little bit. So need to get back in there um, training. And obviously by by next week's show, things would have be completely lifted so I kind of don't really know how it's going to be it's I'm scared quite an eventful, it is quite a scary thing it's scary it? it's um, scary I think it's going to take some uh, getting used to actually definitely because we've gotten so used to this was the new normal yes. so it, it's crazy to go back to the old like yeah it's nuts oh you take care Brooke and you Bobby I'll be oh. chatting to you soon no doubt <laughs> no doubt my love and the rest of you have a lovely week and we're back next week bye guys Bye, guys.